Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. This is me, Steffi Cohen. And Hayden Bo. And today we got a light, nice, breezy episode for you guys with lots of entertainment. Just catching guys up with what we've been doing with our lives, with hybrid, what our future plans are, giving you some information about our upcoming meets that we are hosting over at hybrid, which is a hybrid showdown, which actually registration opens today. You don't want to miss that out because out on that, because registration usually goes pretty fast. So check that out today october 1st yep. 6 p.m eastern standard time yep uh what else do we talk about oh we talked about how we've been to both australia and japan and how that makes us better than everyone else <laughs> um uh, some of the the differences in food and travel there uh all kinds of fun stuff um you know as always this podcast is brought to you by go strong equipment check them out at gostrongequipment.com or if you want to see some of their products and you like pictures go to Instagram at Go Strong Equipment. You can look through all the stuff they have, all the different awesome athletes that use their equipment. They are truly the best in the game when it comes to strength sport equipment. Um, you guys also know we always choose uh, a few people per month to win a free hybrid, the entire drop, the entire hybrid apparel drop. Um, and all you have to do to be entered in that draw is uh, take a screenshot when you're listening to the podcast. Tag myself, Steffi, tag Hybrid Unlimited, and uh, you're automatically entered for a chance to win. And trust me, you wanna you wanna do this. It's easy, easy to enter, and the reward is huge. I think our last uh, full drop was like over a $200 value. Uh, came with uh, the Strength Sack, which is amazing. The best gym bag on the planet. We spent so much time developing that, um, and I'm sure the people who got it loved it. So check that all out. Uh, and sit back and enjoy the podcast. We're rolling. They see me rolling. They hating. Yeah. Do you remember when that song was huge? No. Hey, really? I do. Grade six or seven for me. Is he cum millionaire or chum millionaire? Fuck. <laughs> I'm so white. Chamillionaire. Is it Chamillionaire or Camillionaire? Can you get off your phone so we can record a goddamn podcast? Babe, I do better when I'm on my phone. No, you actually don't. Yeah, I do. You actually do much worse. You can't You can't multitask the simplest things, Hate let it. alone host a podcast while you shop. No, it's not true. I'm not shopping. I'm doing research and development. No, you know what's actually hilarious, too? When we were at your brother's house for Yom Kippur, yeah. I saw you're exactly Orel. You are you are your brother, because uh, their friend who's been at the last few like family events. Yeah, I don't even know who that guy is. Yeah, well, anyways, he, I'm always like, stop. <laughs> did you? I, no, you know what the best the the go to best line is mm. if you if you don't know if you've met someone before or whatever, you say good to see you. Yeah. Oh, what's up, man? Good to see you. Because even if you've I never met you, before, I taught you that one. I taught you good to see you. You've never taught me anything. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, that was so disrespectful. It was, but um, juicy. That anyway, so hold on. So he you, smacked my off whites. But you're, yeah, that's uh, don't I mean, don't touch my shoes. In some countries, families will go to war over that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, anyway. So Yo, on, yeah, like, I, I want to tell a story. I want to no, tell a story. Let me finish my story, and okay. then and then you can tell your story. Okay. Okay. My story is 
Put your phone away, man. <laughs> Brutal. Okay, anyways. Look, I'm looking for boxing shorts. Well, to, stop. For boxing shorts for a hybrid apparel, Hayden. Oh, How cool would that be? That is cool. Exactly. But, so let me do my so we're research. At, whatever. We're over there. You're at your brother's house for, for dinner. And his friend is speaking to him. Mm-hmm. And it gets to a point in what he was saying where it's now time for your brother to contribute. And he's totally out of was it. Was totally zoned out on his phone. Like, hadn't <laughs> been listening the whole time. And the guy was just kind of like... The guy actually repeated himself one more time and your brother didn't even like realize the guy was talking to him. So he was just like, oh, fuck me, I guess. And just like. He said? No, not actually. He just like gave up. He just gave up. Yeah, he just gave up. He's like, well, I guess we're not having a conversation. That's amazing. Yeah, that's That's very. That's (laughs) That's that's what my brother does. But when he does it to me, I call him out. I'm like, were you paying attention? (laughs) That's what I say. Yeah, well, that's what I'm going to start doing to you. Don't. Actually, I kind of already do. Yeah. Uh, so I had a story about the shoes before you interrupted me again. Uh, well, no, actually, dude, you interrupted this is, me. Honestly, this is the most scarring argument that we've ever had in our entire relationship. Okay. That made me consider whether or not I wanted to stay in this relationship. <laughs> Which one? When I stepped on your Yeezys? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're. I can't remember what... You're going to steal my story again. Okay, go ahead. So we're walking around, walking around. I think Hayden was, Hayden must have been like grumpy. You hadn't had food in a while or some childish shit like that. No, no. I'll tell you why I was grumpy. Uh, we just, I just had my teeth shaved down. Uh, Cause I was getting my teeth fixed and the second appointment was the day after. So I basically just had like where they seal everything up and they were just raw and my gums were super painful. And so. how's that my bro? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's your problem. You're about to explain why it was your yeah, problem. Yeah, so anyways, you're all grumpy and stuff, and I can't remember what we were arguing about, whether or not the coffee had sugar or some bullshit like that, and then you got upset, and straight he straight up stomped no, me. No, no, stomp, stomp, stomp is aggressive. Dude, it was aggressive, <laughs> no, okay? No. I went like this. Boop. No, 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 no. Stepped no. on her brand no. new white Yeezys. No. Yes, yes, It was yes. a stomp. It was a stomp. It was a stomp. It legit hurt my toe. Get out of here. Yeah. It's not true. She's yeah. lying. But and I couldn't believe like that, that I was so enraged I do, no, that I, I was shocked. I couldn't even. I think I tried to retaliate. I tried to stomp him <laughs> too, but couldn't get him. Not and these, then I just couldn't. Not these twinkle toes. I'm way too fast. Yeah, and couldn't believe what had just happened there. Yeah, I mean that's the ultimate shoe disrespect to step on someone, especially white shoes. Yeah. yeah. As I recall, you deserved it though. Whatever. <laughs> and you're offended anyway. Uh, I think there's supposed to be a topic to this mm. podcast, or at least some topics. Oh. I'm pretty sure there's no topic to this podcast, which is why That's... we argued right before. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, but Aiden, definitely something important. You like Seinfeld way too much, so much so that you just try to make everything like Seinfeld, which is just, let's do, just do a podcast about nothing. Well, Seinfeld was the most successful show of all time so okay question if, if we can is this the most successful podcast of all time nope not with that attitude yeah you're brutal you're the worst host what are you for, she's still on her phone for people who are who are listening to this podcast anyways we do have some important announcements first of all the new uh, apparel drop is coming on monday with some pieces that were very highly anticipated people have been asking us about um the hybrid shorts for a very, very long time. Uh, if you guys listening, remember we first released the multicolor, like how would you describe those shorts? 
you drew the actual original design. Not a lot of people know that before we like digitally rendered it and put mm -hmm. it on shorts. What is yeah. that? Like a It's like a retro like 70s inspired themed shorts. Yeah, but anyways, those ones geometrical figures. Yeah, those ones uh were awesome. Had great feedback on them. Um we did some adjustments to the new ones. They're the same style, but it's going to have the that black and white pattern that we've been putting on a lot of stuff that was on the slides uh that's blown up and put on the shoe boxes uh where else have we had that i don't know we've been using it a ton so uh the shorts are gonna have that they're really cool we've adjusted the the girls ones so the fits a little bit better we made a mistake with the first pair of shorts the guys ones fit perfect we got nothing but good feedback on the guys ones the girls ones we made the mistake of using steffi as the model to like make the the fit which is the worst person to use ever <laughs> oh my god dude tell me how you really feel i you just have proportions that no one else has you have christmas hams for legs you know <laughs> and then you have a small waist and and a big behind <laughs> no okay. yeah so yeah you're just brutal for that so so it fit a, a certain body type really really well but we've mm -hmm. fixed it now so it's it, it fits all the body types so those are super cool we're gonna have sweatpants a really cool champion sweatpants along with um what else do we do long sleeve shirt cool cool street design and oh the that same pattern that's going to be on the shorts is going to be in the image and writing of the barbell club hoodie so really really cool stuff i'm sure it's going to sell out quick like most of our drops do so be on top of that monday at noon eastern time also registration for the hybrid showdown three which is going to take place on february 21st and 22nd is going live tonight now we somehow we had we like made the page for it on eventbrite and just by people finding it on their own our moderator group was actually telling us people found the link mm -hmm. and over i think about almost 30 people have signed up now and we haven't even released registration so if you want to do this meet make sure six o'clock tonight it is october 1st uh that's like probably when this podcast comes out is actually when when the registration is going to go live so everybody make sure you're on top of that uh, we have an open day which is going to be on the 21st and that's going to be there's no qualification standard for that so if you want to get on a professional stage with some of the best athletes in the world this is a great introductory to do that uh definitely uh sign up for the open day we had people come from all over the freaking world for the open day last year we had people from australia uk canada it was crazy and then uh day two is gonna be the pro day qualification for that uh is at least a minimum of 450 wilkes points um that is original wilkes not wilkes 2020 just to be clear uh Side note, can we stop making new formulas? <laughs> they all have biases. Let's Wilkes, we used Wilkes for like a hundred years. Can we just keep Wilkes? Yeah, I, I agree with that. Get rid of dots, get rid of IPF points, get rid of whatever other what about, silly ones. What about the cap? That's actually really cool. <laughs> yeah. So uh, our resident nerdy in Kaplan has come up with <laughs> what he believes is going to be the end all ranking system for powerlifting. 
Now, what his formula does, I'm sure he's going to be cringing at my attempt to explain it, but I'll try to do it for the normies uh, as as well as one can. Uh, he has made it so it can rank an equipped lifter against a raw versus wraps lifter or raw with wraps versus just a raw lifter all on the same list in a way that is fair. So it, it, what it essentially is attempting to do is no matter where you compete, whether you can you compete in the WPO, IPF, USAPL, doesn't matter what standards you're lifting to, this is going to be able to rank you based on just overall how good you are in each division so or in, in any division, which is actually really cool. So cool. And to try to explain it, uh, how it does that. It's very difficult. I'm not going to try, but uh, yeah, he's been doing a ton of work on that and that's really cool. And we're going to test it out and see, uh, you know, if there's, if, if it works well, maybe it's something we could use for the, um, the prizes for the showdown. Mm -hmm. But if not, we're going to go with trusty old Wilkes because we were literally just talking about how we should not have any more <laughs> formulas, <laughs> but it's different when you have a guy like cap coming up with it. Um, yeah, so make sure you do that. Register for that meet. Um, it's going to be really cool. We've already got a ton of or a, a bunch of confirmed uh, elite lifters who are going to be on the pro day. Uh, I'm going to compete. It's just going to be really fun. Haven't competed since the last showdown with everything that's been going on with coronavirus. So it'll be a lot of people having it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a good time to take time off. Powerlifting mm -hmm. isn't the most friendly to the body, so mm -hmm. uh, I was able to use it as an opportunity to just kind of chill out. And I'm sure a lot of people did the same. But now it's time to get back to to the real world, I guess. So that's cool. Um, I mean, someone you want to go over some of the highlights of the last year? Last year was pretty freaking epic. You broke three world records. Mm -hmm. Cut you cut massive down to, cut. You cut down to one fourteen. Probably one of the most epic cuts ever successfully done. Mm -hmm. And it was actually a good time for you. I think a lot of people don't know, but you were struggling with injuries a lot at the time, so you weren't like nowhere near your best shape. Mm -hmm. But you're like, you'd been eyeing those records, and those records were like things that you could. The the world records in the one fourteen class were like things that you've done for five plus reps. Oh, more. Or more, yeah. So you're like, okay, I don't even have this to be in my best shape. I just have to make weight. Like, that was the battle. I think this squat world record was 180. No. no. Yeah, 190.5. And you had done... 190 for 10. <laughs> you had done it for 10. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, that was good. That was a really... That was a good way to, like, find a silver lining with where your training yeah. was at at that time. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and, and, I mean, cool for people to be able to come and see you compete and make history like that, too. Mm -hmm. But history is made by a lot of people in that meet. We had 21 people in the competition who who wilkes over 500. That's crazy. Which is nuts. Like that's a super deep, dense meet. Uh, Kevin Oak broke the squat world record. Uh, Jamal Browner broke deadlift and total. Jamal Browner's deadlift was one of my favorite things. That was nuts. If anybody, anyone, if you can like go on YouTube or whatever and go back and, and see that. The in, the atmosphere in the building when he did that, when he went for that, was insane. Yeah, everyone was screaming, everyone was, let's go, Browner. 
Yeah. Yeah. That was sick. It was epic. Oh man. I got chills just thinking about it. That, mm-hmm. that was crazy. And when, when the place was going nuts before he even walked out, I was like, there is no way this guy with this amount of energy behind him can miss this lift. And he made it look so easy too. And took down an epic record. That was Yuri Belkin's uh, record that he, he took. So I think, uh, I mean, if anyone's been following his training, I'm pretty sure he's going to do something crazy at this meet as well. Uh, who else? I feel like there's a bunch of, there was like, wasn't there like 20 records broken? Something crazy like that? What? That, I was reading Alex's message. Now, why would you do that? Because it <laughs> seemed important. During a podcast. <laughs> it seemed important. Go ahead. Um, who else broke records? There's a lot broken. I just can't. There's so many records that were broken that I honestly lost track. I know. It was nuts. Yeah. You broke actually, you broke th- three categories of records, but your opener and second attempt squat were both world records. Mm-hmm. Your opener deadlift was a world record and your second, right? Yeah. And, and I just took two. And you just took two. And th- and those were both total world records. It's mm-hmm. a lot, man. That's crazy. It's a crazy meet. You can do it this year? No. Still tight, huh? Five months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. But you're going to come back in 2021? Bigger and badder than ever? Isn't 2021 next year? Yeah. Oh, you mean like Like we're going to see you compete in 2021? Yeah, probably at the end of the year. At the end of the year. In what class? Uh, Probably go up to 132. 132. Yeah. Wow. Or 145. And 148, you mean? Yeah. Doesn't even know our own weight classes. No, I honestly only know 114, 123. You know what's something that I don't know ever when someone asks me? Hmm. My total. I don't know my when total. someone's like, what's your total? I'm like, I, I know actually now because I just looked it up on open powerlifting. But I, I'll know what each of my individual lifts are. I've just never add them together. I, so I just never, I never think that way, you know? Me either. So, yeah. I'm the worst powerlifter because of that. I'm saying. I'm like a non-powerlifter power. I'm like Cap. With Cairo. He's like the non-Cairo Cairo. I'm like Steffi Cohen <laughs> with PT. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think there something changed in the last couple of years in powerlifting where everyone started caring way too much about the total and way too much about the Wilkes. Wilkes. And not enough about like each individual lift as it relates to your body weight. You know, before I think was 2017 US Open, I think was marked the the year where that started changing because the price purse was so big. Uh, price purse? Yeah. Yeah. Price purse was so big. And obviously like, I don't know, I guess you, you, the best power lifter was the one that could win that cash. Right. And it was based on Wilkes. So that's when you started seeing those massive cuts, people trying to cut down to another weight class and, uh, and, and everyone kind of determining the caliber of the lifter based on, what the Wilkes score was and how it, it places you relative to everybody else in the world, right? Instead of instead of celebrating lifters for what they've achieved in their respective weight classes, you know, to the point where lifters like Mariana Gasparian, for example, who been competing for I don't know ten years plus, I don't think she had cut down to one twenty three in four or five years until 2019 US Open when she competed yeah. against me. Yeah, I mean, I just think it's a And we- I I always say this, she cut down to 123 because it's the only way she could have beat me. 
at the time with the shape that I was in. Of course. Of course. I mean, when you get down to that weight, each Wilkes point or each kilo on the bar is adds up to so many Wilkes points mm-hmm. that, yeah, like to, for her to be 132, it just, you can't. She wouldn't have gotten, no, because my projected Wilkes was around 700. At 120, uh, actually uh-huh. at 120 was what I was wanting to weigh. And she knew that she was like doing the math and that's why she cut down to 123 because she knew that even with her best total at 130, 132, it uh-huh. wouldn't have, it wouldn't have cut it. I think she would have, she would have come like 15 points behind. Yeah. It would have been nice if you knew that that was the case because you were in great shape then and you could have cut down to 114. Yeah. You know, and that was, that was a little last minute curveball, but mm. Or um, maybe not even 114, but I, if, if I could have cut, cut like maybe like pounds, pounds. two or three more pounds, yeah. like that would have been enough to. Would have made a big difference for yeah. sure. How would that work in the, like at the US Open? That's so weird to me. Like if you Wilkes higher than someone in the same weight class, but they beat you, do you win the US Open? Like how does that, that yeah, if it's, it's based, based on, on Wilkes, Wilkes like yeah, that's so weird. So you'd lose your weight class, but win the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because I would win based on the fact that my body weight was lower essentially. And then my score was higher. That's very odd. It is very odd. And and I don't like it. I don't like it. I it's, that's why, that's why this, this upcoming year, I just want to focus on how much weight I can lift actually. You know, I don't want to do weight cuts. I don't want even, I don't want to even restrict my calorie intake when I'm training. I'm going to eat whatever I want, you know, within reason. Well, you have this problem. It's not annoying for you, but it's annoying for everyone else where when you bulk, you just get leaner and more muscular. Yeah. Um, why? <laughs> yeah, it's true. You have crazy genetics. So uh, you at being like a 148 would be nuts. You look like a bushel of grapes. I don't think so. You know, every time that I go up a weight class, you say that and I never end up looking yeah, like Yeah, but a that's because the change is so gradual. But now it's like when I look back at you when you were like in a competition prep, uh, like your competition prep for the US Open, those videos, the mm-hmm. one that like Kenny KO did about you mm-hmm. and it shows you like looking, looking literally like a bodybuilder who's stage ready and you were so round and like full and just jacked and shredded. Like that was nuts. You looked crazy. At the time I was like, oh yeah, that's normal. Yeah. But looking back on it now, I'm just like, holy crap. Yeah. See, have you seen that? Like, have you looked back at those videos? It's insane, dude. Or even, he sent me a screenshot. I'm like, what? I was that ripped? And also, uh, go look at videos of you from the animal cage where you squatted five plates for the first time. Yeah. You yeah. looked crazy there. And you can hear there's like there's a bunch of videos where, where people were filming you and other people in the background were like, holy shit, I had no idea she was that big. Mm-mm. That's and you're funny. jacked. But, <laughs> oh my god she's always like that she's always like that but by the time you come time when it comes time to get on the platform you're always like in crazy condition you've always had to be to to make weight mm-hmm. it's like that's isn't that like the plight of all weight restricted sports everyone's like all right, I'm moving up a weight class. This is going to be awesome. I'm just going to eat whatever I want to eat all year. And then it's like a week later, you're at the top of the weight class. You're already, <laughs> so you've already filled it out. You're like, what the f- I thought this was going to be so fun. And you're like, now you're restricting your calories again because you don't want to get too heavy outside of that so weight true. class. Man, but, and then you always end up having to cut no matter what weight class you decide always. to go to. I, the first meet that I did at 198, I'm pretty sure I was just like, 
like fuck it whatever i've been cutting to 181 i walk around at like 190 what low 190s 195 like i'll just won't pay attention to anything stepped on the scale the day before i was like 203 and i was like uh oh i'm gonna have to actually like go sweat for like an hour in the sauna because <laughs> i wasn't paying attention mm. but made weight it was all good but yeah for sure that's definitely a problem <laughs> with power lifters because excess is so built into our uh like mindset with powerlifting, bigger, stronger, eat more, do it. Like, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? I mean, and, and just to clarify, it's not that I think that because I'm going to weigh more, I'm going to lift more. I'm just, I think that not restricting my calories and being able to, tr to train in a non-depleted state all the time will potentially help me recover better and get stronger. Potentially, maybe not, you know? No, no I'm sure that it will. If the thing is, I struggle with eating. It's like, I don't, I can't even think about eating more than what I already eat. And sometimes when I'm in prep, I eat a ton. Like think back at like when I'm training hard, how much I eat. You imagine uh, eating, eating more. I can't imagine eating more than that. I can because you consume like 80% of your calories after 10 p.m. at night. So it's like, okay, you have this memory of like being Ooh, like, I'm so stuffed. I eat so much, but really you're just distracted the whole day. You eat almost nothing. You have like 10 coffees. You know, you're like, you have no appetite. And then you're like, oh my God, I didn't eat all day. I'm so hungry. And you eat everything at night. Yeah, but right. I think if you had a little bit more structure, like if you just got up in your first meal, had a whole bunch of protein in it. Like when I cook breakfast, mm -hmm. I cook one of those big breakfasts. And mm -hmm. if you can just handle eating lunch at some point. I love those bow breakfasts. Yeah, I'm, I'm like salt bay in the morning. You really with are. Those, with that steak, I'm, I'm an artist. Sometimes I even go on the grill, even first thing in the morning. That's crazy to me. To go outside. That's co being committed. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm committed to the cause. Caesar, uh -oh. if I put my microphone here, is it okay? My ears hurt. Yeah, why don't you just throw it like this? I, I was doing that, but my ears are hurting. Uh, okay. Yeah, mm. you're fine. All right. I'll tell you if your nose starts whistling in it. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So, there's that. What do you think? Did you look at any competitions of where you make your beat? Don't you? And you also have the world record deadlift in the 132, the 132 class. You did yeah. that at Pro Raw. That was yeah. funny because you were like, you were like bulking to, to be like in that class. I remember at the time, I think. Yeah, I was. Because you were just like, oh, I want to go break this record. I think your record at the time... Why? Oh, they didn't have the weight class. They didn't have one. They didn't have one thirty. I would. I had to go one thirty two. Yeah, yeah, but you weighed in super light. I think didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I weighed in one twenty eight. Yeah, I mean four pounds, big difference at your body yeah. weight. Yeah. But yeah, you killed it. You killed that. That was a nice one to take because then you had the deadlift record. Yeah, you have the deadlift record in three weight yeah, classes. That'd be now. a good meet for me to do next year, actually. Pura. Yeah, because I th I'm pretty sure it's after the cage. But Australia is like, who knows what's going on with them? I think they're going back into quarantine. Like they're, they're like nutty with all the COVID and travel and stuff. I know. But I think that from here, from now until March, April, it's going to be cleared. Yeah. There, there's a bunch of vaccines already in phase three. Oh so. yeah. True. Yeah. I, I mean, that'd be a cool one. That's a really well-run competition too. Yeah. And it's on, honestly, it's fun to compete like in another country and. Make a trip. It was it. fun. Yeah, I'm ready to do it again. And um, it took me two years to recover from the flight that Hayden booked, and it was terrible. 
She always, she always, I hate when you tell this story because you always tell it like I had the option to make a better <laughs> flight. She's like, oh, why didn't we just go like the Vancouver route or like the LAX route? And I'm like, oh no, yeah, the LAX route, not the Vancouver one because that wasn't an option. But it was because I was stuck out of the country for seven months and I wasn't allowed to come back in until I got a visa. So we had to not go through the States. We couldn't have a layover in the States. Mm. You didn't have to come with me. You could have flown LAX to whatever and met me there, but I had to go through Shanghai. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't an option. Dude, the whole time we're there on the trip, you're just telling everyone, I would like meet people who I had (laughs) never met before and they'd be like, heard you booked a really shitty flight. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, First of all, I'm not sure why Steph is making a point to tell everyone that I booked a shitty flight. And second of all, she knows what the circumstances are. It was traumatizing. Are. It was traumatizing, honestly. <laughs> it, was, it was like a 36-hour travel time flight. I know, but you thing. made me out to be a moron when really it was I, I, that was my only option. I couldn't go through the damn states. <laughs> so it's like, all right. Well, why didn't we fly me, through from Vancouver? They, to- uh, they weren't available. There was, there was no flights. It was LAX or uh, Shanghai for the dates that we Did, wanted. Didn't we go to like Hong Kong, Shanghai? We had like 11 stops. Okay. First of all, we flew first class. So relax, dude. You could have been on that plane for four days straight and you would have been comfortable. We literally woke up in Shanghai being like, oh my God, can we stay on? Like we were sound asleep. It was awesome. We slept the whole night. Mm-hmm. So- I don't know why. You just made it out to be like this horrible thing, but we flew okay, first well, class. The lounges were awesome. Next year, we'll go Miami to LAX and LAX to Melbourne. Yeah, there you go. That's not bad. It's Miami four. to LAX is five hours. <laughs> LAX to Melbourne is 14 hours. Yeah, and that's two flights. That's two one. flights. Um, yeah, that's not bad. No. Five, 14. Maybe we can go to LAX. <laughs> Stay there for a couple of days and then go LAX to Melbourne. Or you know what would actually be nice if you had a long enough layover that you could actually take advantage of the uh, Centurion Lounge in LAX? No, no. I like getting out of the airport. But, oh man, I, I'm, I couldn't be more different. Going through security and like having to do that is the worst part of everything for me. Like going through, you, have to, well, you want to go back through customs again and now in a foreign country? Ooh. Yeah. Nah, that's crazy. I couldn't do that. Okay. Yeah, you're banned. I'm, I'm going to keep making those long distance travel plans. Sorry to interrupt your regularly scheduled programming. I just wanted to hop on here and remind you about our services. We specialize in delivering accessible and affordable online training and nutrition plans for people of all levels. As far as training goes, membership is $40 per month, and that includes access to all of our workout programs, which include Olympic weightlifting, powerlifting, lower and upper body focus training plans, bodybuilding, functional fitness, strongman conditioning, and general fitness. As far as nutrition goes, we offer individualized online nutrition coaching services where we will guide you to find a diet that works for you based on your personal preferences, as well as help you build the systems and habits to adhere to your plan in the short and long term. You will be working one-on-one with a coach who will communicate with you weekly via check-ins using our software. Whether you want to improve your performance, lose weight, gain weight, gain muscle, or simply improve your understanding about dieting and relationship with food, the service is for you. So go sign up at hybridperformancemethod.com. But um, what else? 
was funny. That was a fun trip. We went with Greg and Vanessa, went to Sydney and lifted with Bass a bunch. Did anything funny happen? Like exceptionally funny? That uh, we can tell on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, lots uh, of funny things uh, happen, but I don't think we can tell stories on the podcast. <laughs> Good time. Oh, here's two things. Sorry to Australia. Yeah. If you think, yeah, that your Melbourne coffee is superior to American coffee or Colombian coffee or any other reputable coffee for that matter. One, two, three. Yeah. That's a big from me. First of all, it all tasted sour. Did you fart? No, but I think one of the dogs did. Caesar. Um. But yeah, that dude, it all tastes sour. Like every time they would give me coffee, I, they'd be like, "Expired oh, milk taste." Well, they'd be flavor. like, "Well, you have to mix it with milk," and I'm like, "What, dude? That's how you know if a coffee is good or bad is you have to have it black." Yeah. You know, if it only tastes good with milk, then the coffee's not good. That's, yeah. It's like, oh yeah, this this beer tastes horrible, or this this vodka tastes horrible, but it's actually really good because when you make it a mojito, it tastes. Oh good. yeah, no like, shit. Yeah, no. If you're course. disguising the actual flavor, <laughs> it's like smelling like farts. You know, if you if you have to put perfume on to disguise your your horrid smell, I mean, you gotta take a better shower. Are you, are you telling me that? You put perfume on when you fart to try to disguise it? No, no. I, I just wanted to not say that you smell like shit. Like when somebody, uh, you know, someone has a BO that's like pungent yeah. and then they just, it's like they spray perfume all over themselves to disguise oh, yeah. the shit smell that they exude from their skin. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, you got to fix that. You can't be patching it up. Same thing with this coffee, all right? <laughs> fix the taste of the coffee. Don't tell me I need to put sugar and cream to make the coffee taste better. And you know what? Wow. So I was tired of this Melbourne coffee. We were there for a while, right? So we go to a coffee shop that had like coffees from all over the world. Right. And I'm like, all right, now I can just get some like regular coffee. So I ordered, you know, Colombian or like some coffee like that. And it still tasted like that Melbourne coffee. So I don't know if it's like something in the way that they prepare it there or like I, the atmosphere there is different and it makes them taste different or that they were just lying and they're making only one kind of coffee in the back and just telling you it's from all different parts of the world. But yeah, sorry. Melbourne coffee is a no for me. Also, and I feel bad saying that because every person we met from Melbourne was like, did you have the coffee? It's like the – dude, it's the most important thing in the world. To dude, them. are they having strokes, all of them? <laughs> And like the legit, just their their taste buds are messed up. Do they all have a stroke? Yeah. I think that's what happened there. And also, I realize I'm coming across as ignorant because I'm just preferring the taste that I grew up with as yeah. opposed to the one, um, you know what I mean? I, I get that. So hey, don't, don't be afraid to don't. express your preferences and your opinions. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion, okay? Yeah, my pal. And their own preference. You, you, as an Australian person, Melbourne person, you cannot get offended when somebody doesn't like your coffee because you know what? You come here to Miami, And right? they tell us our coffee sucks. You're yeah, right. You tell me my coffee sucks. You don't like the Cubano. You don't like the uh, Cafe Cubano, the La Colada. You don't like La Colada. You tell me your Colada sucks. Uh, get out of my town, you know? It's fine. For real. We have, so, we have Latin American influence here. They invented coffee. Dude, we created coffee. Yeah. Juan uh, Valdez. Shout out to Juan Valdez. Did he invent coffee? I don't know, but it's a popular Cuban coffee brand. <laughs> <laughs> and he was a real guy. <laughs> What's the the coffee brand that starts with a B? Bustillo. 
shout out to my friend Bustillo <laughs> also for inventing coffee. Um, all right, you know one what? more thing. No, I was. I've been waiting to say this one thing. Okay, so Australia. Uh huh. Overrated. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, here, but here's the thing. Australia is great. Put but, kangaroos in the airport. <laughs> yeah, all right. Who are you, Crystalia? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, Australia is great, but it's the same as America and Canada. They're all great. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're all just first world countries that are like- Right, but nobody says, yo, you should go to Canada. It's beautiful there. People who aren't from Canada or the US say that all huh? the time. People are like about BC and stuff like that for sure. Yeah, about BC. That, that, yeah. And also all but, the Australians travel to Canada and the US, just like the same way we travel there, you know? But they probably get here and they're like, yeah, whatever. It's the same, you know? Yeah. So so why is it that everyone's like, you got to go there, man? To Australia. Just because yeah. it's really far and people feel good about themselves for doing things that, that a lot not of people, people can't do, like don't have the opportunity to yeah. do. Oh, yeah. you've never been to Australia? <laughs> Like you haven't seen anything. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm pretty cultured. I've been twice. You know. Like, <laughs> yeah. People just want to do that shit. But uh, yeah, it's normal. Coffee, not my favorite. Also, the sushi was a big miss for me. Do you remember that? I Terrible. thought you know they're they're an island, water all around. Sushi's probably great. Terrible sushi. We are just different though too. Like the the things that you can get in America for sushi in Canada because it's the same. Also, too many things that can kill you. The option, yeah. Well, I mean, we live in Miami. Everything can kill you here. No, no, no. Everything can make you have a bad time here. Not everything can kill you. You know what I mean? I feel like a lot of things can kill you. A gator. Gator, snakes, toads. Dude, you can get into a bad encounter with an iguana. Tarantula, tarantula, tarantula. Yeah. What are you just saying, Crystalia? You're going to get us canceled, right? He's already canceled. I miss him. Yeah. I don't condone what he did. Allegedly. I still miss him. Yeah. Um, and on the topic of sushi and people telling everybody about their trips to places, nobody likes bragging more about where they've been than the people who go to a legitimate Japanese restaurant who have been to Japan. Those oh. people will always make sure that you ask them how many times they've been to Japan, if they've been to Japan. And whatever, yeah, like they you just can, want to be. They asked. might as well have a sign on their head that says, "I've been to Japan." No, ask me if I've been to Japan. Right, because they want everyone to know. There's yeah. this amazing sushi restaurant in Miami called Hidden, and I'm actually blowing this spot up now, which is not in my favor. Now everyone's going to know about it. But what's super cool about this place is, like, it books up like four months in advance. It's super hard to get a table. There's only eight, two rounds of eight peep of eight people per night. And it's in the back of this place called the Taco Stand. You have to find the website. They don't do any advertising. Uh, they, you, whatever, you make your appointment. And the day of your reservation, they send you a code that opens this sneaky sliding door at the back of the Taco Stand and reveals this really small little Japanese restaurant with a master sushi chef. Sushi chef. Chef and that, sous chef. Yeah. Uh, who sit in the middle and like literally they make it and put it right on your plate and then you have to eat it in front of them and nod and say it's good <laughs> or else they're offended. <laughs> but it's a super good place. And twice we've gone now to that place where there's been someone just absolutely busting to talk about 
the fact that they've gone to Japan. Dude. There's one guy so who was saying, Jap- yelling out Japanese words to the chef. Do you remember that? <laughs> he was, what was he saying? Uh, first, every time he got a piece of sushi from the chef, he would go, thank you, chef. <laughs> right? Remember that? Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. that guy. And then there was another guy who he like knew this Japanese phrase that if he said it, the chef had to say this same res- this response back. Do you remember it? Yeah, but I don't remember so what it was. So he would say like his little line and then the chef would be like, I, I was going to try to s- make the sounds of what it sounded Hi, like, but I don't want to offend anybody. <laughs> but it's, yeah, he said something and it was very loud. And then the chef would like yell it back at him. And we had like, they give you so much food there. You never every single piece. We had 40 pieces. You know, by the end of it, I was like, all right, we get it. We get it. Whatever you're saying, like the chef's definitely aware, you know, it's been 40 times. But yeah, that was the, that was the thing. And it's a very particular type of person, eh? It's very particular. Like now, now that I've had two experiences with it, I feel like I could walk down the street and point out people who have been to Japan who want to tell you about it. Do you feel like you want to tell people that you've been to Japan? Hey, just Oh, just so everyone who's listening knows we've been to Japan. In case you were wondering. <laughs> I think anytime I hear people you say... You understand. I think anytime I hear people say that they want to go to Japan, I'm like, I've been there. Oh, you know what I mean? F- how superior do you feel, dude? So it's much. Like, so superior. It's like, it's like finishing a Netflix show before when someone else has just started it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hiroshima, let me tell you about that. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you what that was like. <laughs> oh, the bullet train? can tell you all about that, too. Yeah. For- oh, my God. Oh, sushi? It's not Western sushi. Yeah, you think sushi would be everywhere, but it's not. It's mostly you know ramen what, places. You know what? There's a lot of ramen. You like ramen? Because you're going to get some. <laughs> yeah, you know what, though? You know what's actually the most weird? Robot restaurant. I loved that. The biggest tourist trap ever, but so great. They're, and they know exactly, like, they don't even try to hide the fact that it's a tourist trap. Like, you you sit down, and the first thing that happens is this little Japanese lady runs out into the middle of the floor and goes, are you ready for crazy Japanese show? <laughs> and then it's all Americans in the crowd, and everyone's like, yeah! <laughs> and then what ensues, or what, like, the things that happen after the lady says that, and the show begins... I can't even describe because it's not something you would ever experience over here in America. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Oh my God. But, um, it really yeah. is unexplainable what happens in that restaurant. Eh? Yeah, it is. So, I mean, long story short, we've been to both Australia and Japan, so we're better than everyone else. <laughs> I think is the important point to take away <laughs> from what we're saying. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Oh, you know what they do have a lot of though in Japan? Mm-hmm. Um, those like, they're, I'm used to calling them the Korean barbecue places because that's how they're marketed over here. But like the places where you cook your own meat on the table and pay extra for it. <laughs> you like do their job and pay more. Yeah. yeah. I don't like those you places. Don't, I love those. I know. I don't. But yeah, you kind of, I feel like I should be getting paid. You're doing all sorts of endorsements here. I know. <laughs> Anything I know. else you'd like to endorse, Hayden? No, I think I, well, I feel like everyone I endorse should be paying me, so maybe I'll keep doing them and, and hope they do that. But uh, <laughs> for you, you kind of have some exciting stuff coming up. As a side note, you are doing sparring, you're, you're sparring tomorrow, but you, actual, and you've sparred, you've sparred with 
Me, you sparred with Kareem. Yeah, but that doesn't count. Like, this is like this is almost like an exhibition mat, uh, boxing match that you're having, kind of thing, right? What do you mean exhibition? Well, like it's obviously not a fight that counts, like for your record. Yeah, I know. But it's basically the same thing. It's yeah, it's, not, a, it's just not sanctioned and organized. Yeah, but, exactly. but it's an actual fight, fight. Yeah, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah, I'm excited, and I'm fighting someone that's my my same level. Like she started boxing around the same time as I did. Mm, a little bit before you. I think, yeah, before me. And also like I took, I took like a month and a half off. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. She's, she's a sweetie. She's so cute. It's been really cool to see you, uh, progress. It's like, it's gone to the point now where I almost feel like I can't jump back in. Cause I used to, at the <laughs> beginning, the first couple months we were doing it together and we were kind of learning at the same rate. And then I don't know why, why did I stop? I don't know. I think, oh, because you would do this thing where you would wake up in like, like all frantic and be like, we have boxing in five minutes. And like, <laughs> dude, like tell me on Monday that we have it on Thursday. Don't tell me on Thursday, five minutes before. I'm like, we just stayed up till like 3 a.m. the night before or something, you know, like the worst conditions. I'm like, I'm not getting out of bed. And it's mean- always, it was always early. I think that's what screwed me over. And you were preparing mentally for it because you're the one who was booking all the sessions. So you like knew it was coming. But uh, yeah, anyways, point being. I mean, I've just been like really consistent with it. You have. No matter what, I just, I train three times per week boxing, no matter what. Yeah. No, you did. You. I mean, it shows. It shows. And you're also thinking about it a lot. You see practicing at home while I catch you shadow boxing all the time. (laughs) You're like. With Caesar too. Yeah. When we're filming. You're very into it. So, and I think that helps. You're watching a lot of fights too. That all helps with your fight IQ and like figuring things out. So, that's really cool. Do you know what my favorite part is? Well, what? You know she's ignoring you when she's shadow boxing when you're talking. Oh, so yeah. That's a that, visual cue now. Yeah, that's <laughs> nice. But there's, so, there's two that you can tell for sure. When she has the phone, she's ignoring you. And when you're talking to her and she's shadow boxing, she's also ignoring you. Oh, and also if she's standing there and, and not saying anything, probably ignoring you. But you know what you do that's amazing? What? The way that you, you do two things that are great that make actually make our lives much easier. Okay. And they're both kind of the same thing, but different situations. The first one is we'll be in, you know, when you're like in a group and you've been talking for a while. Yeah. And kind of the momentum of the conversation is Fading. slowing down, but you're like, no one really has a reason why they have to leave. So you just stay there and kind of like keep talking. You do the perfect, you literally just say, okay, goodbye. And then you walk away and you don't even give anyone a chance to like say anything else. And then I just go to look at the rest of the group and I go, guess we're leaving. And then I get to go too. Yeah. But I think everybody, even the people who are in the conversation who aren't us appreciate that. Yeah. You know, cause they're like, uh, thank God she did that because this conversation was about to get awkward, you know, cause there was nothing else to be said. Sure. Like the, literally when I do that is the next thing to talk about is, so how's the weather? You know, <laughs> that's how generic it's gone at that point. If I have to do, if I had to, have, if I have to say the, all right, peace out in the middle of a conversation, that's what usually it means that it was about to get. Mm-hmm. You're also, annoyed. you're also great at kicking people out of our house. That's when, that's a great one. Like when, you know, when, when you're ready to go to sleep and you're just like, okay, I gotta go to sleep, get out. And everyone's like, oh, okay, I guess this I guess this evening's over. But it's perfect because usually you and me are on the same page with that. 
where it's like, okay, how long are we going to entertain keep, for? Yeah, entertaining for when you just kick them out. Right. Yeah. How do we get on that? We were talking about boxing and then we got to that somehow. Mm, no idea. Huh? No, uh, yeah. Yeah, because oh, I'm right. good at shadow boxing. She's, she's actually ignoring right now. No, Sorry. I'm not ignoring. I'm, I'm, I'm working. Nice. No, now I'm preparing a post oh my uh, from my boxing. You're in, on Instagram on the podcast. So disrespectful. No, I'm on listeners. my phone trying to crop my 17 hours of uh, <laughs> boxing that Kareem films. Is you just film the whole session? Pretty much. And then, Sometimes my videos are like 22 minutes long. I'm like, how, what do you expect me to do with that? I can't watch myself for 22 minutes. You just got to give me the highlights. Yeah, I hear you. Um, yeah, what else is new? We got a motorcycle. Yeah, my mom wasn't happy about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a tough one for a conservative Jewish mother. Yeah. Um, my, my dad had motorcycles growing up. so they- And he still didn't like it. Huh? And he still didn't like it. Yeah, but like Dean, it, you should know you started <laughs> this whole thing. I know. Yeah, it, I don't know. I had wanted one for so long, and then when it just, I finally inquired about one, and then the guy was just like, "Well, if you give me the deposit for it now, we can have it at your house in a couple hours." And I was like, "Say less. <laughs> Bring that thing over." So now I've yeah, he told me that. he's like, uh, you know. Blah 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 motorcycle, and I'm like, that's crazy. Like, you know, we shouldn't, we should definitely shouldn't get a motorcycle. And um, then I'm like, well, but if you really want to get it, I mean, I guess get it. You know, can't I can't hold you back, but you have to buy me a nice purse. And he's like, <laughs> okay. And then three hours later, we're at home. He's like, oh, I think someone's out there. And then I go out, and it was a motorcycle. Yeah. And I was like, what? And then he was like, yeah. And then I was like, what? <laughs> That's pretty much what happened. And then Steph had never ridden a road <laughs> motorcycle before and just hopped on and taught herself how to do it. <laughs> that yeah. was so we- weird. Like, I don't even know how you knew where to start. But you loved it? Yeah, I was super impressed. Super impressed. But uh, yeah, that's fun. So now we're part of a whole new culture. Yeah, we're part of the Indian motorcycle crew. I like, I love that. I love activities where you can, when there, where there's so much stuff to get, you know, helmets and trinkets, visors and, and and face shields and all the different kinds of swag. Yeah. That's great. That's what's cool about boxing too. You can get all the cool different gloves. Yeah. This this guy wasn't even like into boxing and he bought himself four pairs of gloves. Yeah, I told you I love that stuff. I still haven't. I haven't bought a single pair of gloves for myself. I'm a gear whore. Yeah, I didn't. Get, I got those fair techs, but they never got here. You got yeah, yeah. Those Even are really your the only first ones. First pair, Dave Batista just gave them. Yeah, you. and Barber Brigade. And Barber Brigade. That's they it. Sent that's all those. the only ones I have. And are you sure? Yeah. And the rest were mine. Yeah. And you use them though. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's fun. And the, so what's the plan after your sparring match? You going to do just like keep doing some of those? Uh, what do you experience? mean like right after or like like the near medium term future? Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I I'll see how that goes, but um I definitely want to spar that Australian chick that lives here. What's her name? Avril. Oh yeah. Yeah, I want to spar with her. 
Just because I think she'd be she'd be fun to spar with, and she lives in the area. Um, she's good, no? Yeah, she's really good. Okay, I don't know what her boxing score is, but I know that she's been doing it for a long time, so she'd definitely give me a good, a good match. Boxing score? Like what her wins, losses. Oh, or like whatever. her ranking or ranking. whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Or her record, her record. Her record. They're opening a, a boxing gym, too, in Wynwood, a new one. Really? Yeah, called Boxer. Yeah, so cool. I'm going to a soft so the or to the opening on Saturday to check it out. Oh, cool. Yeah, it looks pretty cool and it's close to the gym. It just has like a ring and all the like boxing trinkets. Um, so I'm um, to go check that out. So yeah, I don't know. Take it one step at a time, one day at a time. I'm loving the process, just learning and and being excited about training. You know, it's like it's been so mentally stimulating for me. That's what I love the most is like just learning the, ch- the learning the strategy. Maureen always says, my other coach, she always says, uh, chess, not checkers. Right. It's like, you got to have a strategy. You got to have a plan. You have to start forming these patterns in your mind that are kind of like algorithms, right? Like if this, then that, if they throw a left hook, what are you going to do? You're going to slip and then you're going to throw an upper, an uppercut or whatever. Right. You start forming these kind of neural connections in your brain of what you're going to do when you encounter a certain situation and then strategize, right. And, and start, start kind of putting together what your style would be. So that's something that I spoke to Karim about today, about what should my style of boxing be? And he was pretty much like, look, you're most likely you're not going to encounter a fighter that's stronger than you. So that's going to be your strength. You're going to have to be the aggressor. Not mo- obviously, not yeah. most likely you're the strongest strength athlete. Yeah. In the world, you're not going to find a boxer who's stronger. Right, right. So, yeah, so he's like, you know, you got to be the aggressor. You got to you gotta go in the ring with confidence. You got to be the one putting pressure all the time. You have to throw big combinations. You have to, like, stay within reach because, yeah, I have a shorter. I'll, I'll likely end up fighting people who are taller than me because I'm dense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to be kind of fighting really close. Nice. And just putting pressure. So we'll see. That's good. That's entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. I We went through defense defense skills today. And Kareem went hard on me. You saw he punched me actually in the nose one time. I'm not, yeah. Like right in the middle of my face. Yeah. And hard punches. Yeah. Like hard man punches. Yeah. He said he was going as hard as he could. <laughs> yeah. It looked like it. Yeah. That would have hurt me. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. That's pretty cool. You got a lot going on. You kind of got like the bodybuilding thing going on. You got boxing going on, and then you're gonna have to circle back and do powerlifting. Powerlifting by the end, the end of the year. But I think it's all good, and I think in they complement each other in more ways than people think. For sure. And we were just talking a few podcasts ago about HRV and and cardio and like how all that stuff is 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 actually helpful in an off season to prepare you for when you go back to training and. That's what you're you're essentially doing now. You're having an off season where you're doing all this other all these other forms of training. A longer off season. Which you needed because you didn't have an off season for like almost four years. Yeah, man. I was I've gone way too hard. You competed Definitely. so frequently, especially for the level that you were at. Like I would do one or two meets a year now, and you're even you know, you're pushing your body even so much further and you were doing like some some of the some years were like doing four or five meets. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. You did all the big ones, record breakers, 
Lots US of bosses, Open. US Open. The Cage. The Animal Cage. That's, that's a whole prep. That's a whole thing itself. of its, people, yeah, of its own. Because people don't understand that, that people literally do full meat preps to go prepare to lift in the Animal Cage. And I think like just the amount of exposure that the Animal Cage gets for, for people who have businesses who go and compete or like they have any sort of offering. Uh, it's huge because you're never going to get more exposure at any powerlifting meet, no matter what the powerlifting meet is, than you're going to get in the animal cage. Like, yeah. There are videos uh, and pictures of your first year ever competing in the an- or lifting in the animal cage that still go around and like become viral again. I know that. Yeah. The, the one from last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was, it's crazy. Went super viral. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, there's a lot at stake when you're when you're lifting in the animal cage, especially if you're a known, a known kind of figure. You know, people are people are gathering there to go watch you do something crazy. So it's like you either show up and and give the people what they want. Yeah. Or I mean, you shit the bed and uh, you know. Yeah. Don't look that, that good. As far as strength sports go, like that's what a lot of a lot of people come to the Arnold just to see. People lifting the animal cage. Exactly. So it's, you definitely feel like you're going to let someone down if you don't perform. Exactly. But that's pretty cool. Hopefully there's an Arnold this year. Oh, just unloaded all your nose wind straight into the microphone. <laughs> Jeez. Maybe move that to the side. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, hopefully. But I'm just pumped that we were able to throw the show down again this year. Honestly, I didn't know. Like it was, it was so annoying. We were planning Kratos, which is supposed to be this, you know, the, this big, awesome apex event. And then the whole world decided to get sick for a little bit. And now everybody's still sick. <laughs> and we haven't been able to do it. But at least we can throw the show down. Like it's a small enough event that we can safely do it and still be well within all the, the restrictions and guidelines that the city has. So. That'll be cool. And I think it'll be a good outlet. Like I know that there's still like the only big meet that's happened was the showdown, but like the date got moved around a bunch of times and messed with, I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Mm -hmm. And also the location changed, you know, it was supposed to be in uh, like upstate New York or Buffalo or something and ended up being in Kansas city. Yeah. So just a lot of curveballs there for anybody who is uh, planning to do that meet. And what I, what I'm happy about is that, uh, you know, with, with our meet, we know that this date is going to be the date it's happening in Miami mm-hmm. at our gym. We have full control of, of those conditions. And when's the uh, date, February 21st and 22nd, mm-hmm. which also, if you're looking for a vacation and you live somewhere cold, that is literally the best time of year to come to Miami. Yeah. There's no better time. Like I would honestly get a place outside of Miami just for the summers and only come back here for the, for the winter. So it's like actually something we've thought about doing just because the winters here are so great and the summers are so difficult. <laughs> They're so hot. Um, anything else? Um, what, how, long, how long we've been going for footage of uh, Fernando boxing 55. Oh, we, you should put a video out of that for anyone who know, doesn't know Fernando race. You, you should, he's three time Olympian. He's mm-hmm. uh, for Brazil and he's our, our head weightlifting coach at hybrid and man, can he chuck him? I Dude. wouldn't have thought that. Were you he there moves, today, Caesar? You, oh, did, you see, did you see the footage? 
Like most, most really. Where did you see it? You liar. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, Geo posted it. Because Karim posted it twenty minutes ago. Um, man, but he can move. Like he looks like he knows what he's doing. It's I like know. he should. It should be him versus whoever wins the Thor and Eddie uh, fight. <laughs> but honestly, I think for like just looking at the way Fernando moves, he would crush either of those guys easily. Easily, man. Kidding me? He's so fast, powerful, and just remarkably athletic. Like I was not expecting that from a guy that big. Yeah. Incredible. Awesome. Yeah. And he said he's gonna do it like twice a week now, just for his condition. For cardio, yeah. He's like it's better than running or walking. Yeah. For especially like he he's a huge dude, like three hundred something pounds. You yeah. Know? I I can't imagine that running on the street in Miami feels good. No, but he's on, been doing it on the treadmill. I've seen him. Oh, you're right. He's yeah. been having a, like a competition with Alex. Yeah, he ran a mile the other day. <laughs> That's pretty good for a big guy, just to even like to be that big and that specialized in in weightlifting and still be able to even run a mile. No, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. People don't realize how difficult the transition from a strength sport is to anything else. Like <laughs> the transitional period of going from being hyper specialized to simply trying to move in a direction that you don't move. Like for example, for me, something that has been so challenging is rotation and obviously the, the cardio, because uh -huh. we, we were doing some cardio like 20, 30 minutes in the mornings, but the type of cardio is also like, you also have to specialize in the type of cardio that's specific to that sport. So for boxing, it's like really intense three minute rounds right? where you're like giving everything you got. And then it's three minute rounds with one minute rest. That right. also plays a role. It's like not just being able to do three minutes, but being able to do three minutes, rest one minute and go again four times, five times, six times, however many rounds you're doing. Right. So it's hard. In, in women's amateur boxing, what it's four two minute rounds, mm -hmm. which is actually... Like it's a, it's a minute shorter than men's rounds, but I don't think that helps you recover faster because it just means the pace is going to be faster for two minutes. Like, you know what I mean? If you're in a two minute round, now, you know, it changes it from more like from a, a marathon to a sprint in, in a smaller sense. But, you know, it's, it's going from an extra minute, like that's an extra third of endurance, whereas you can just like power through two minutes now. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. But we're still training three-minute rounds. That's good. Well, you'd be more than prepared. Then. Exactly. Two-minute rounds when you go to the fight will feel like nothing for you. Exactly. And I'm so much more conditioned now. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. When your your cardio is good at, uh, to begin with. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I think that that's it. Register for the for the open if you're a beginner. Honestly, I can't think of a better or not the open. Sorry, the, uh, showdown. the showdown hybrid showdown. You're a beginner. There's no better stage to to do your first meet on. You get to be around all these guys who are going to be breaking world records. You can learn a ton from them, from coaches, uh, from all that stuff. And if you're an elite level lifter, you also want to do this meet because you're going to be on a stage with other awesome lifters in a great environment. We're going to be giving cash prizes. We're going to have huge sponsors, the whole nine. Anyone who's ever been to a hybrid meet knows that uh, we don't pull any punches. Mm -hmm. No half-assed efforts, full mm -hmm. ass only. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely check that out. Check out our apparel drop that's coming out on Monday. Drops at 12 noon Eastern time. And why don't you check out hyperperformancemethod.com while you're at it. Uh, we do everything, training, nutrition, your one-stop shop for all things fitness. Uh, work one-on-one -on -one with a nutrition coach. 
we help with bulking, with cutting, with performance goals, all that good stuff. So uh, check us out. Bye. Bye.